The Chris Hahn Show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. This is The Chris Hahn Show. I'm your host, Chris Hahn, the truth is on the air and truthfully tonight America yet another day where I don't know where to start but I am live and I'll be taking your calls all night at 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation tonight there's so many places to start so many places to choose 631-451-1039 is my number why don't I start Why don't I start, I don't know if I want to start with torture, I don't know if I want to talk about Mike Pence and the Russia investigation, yes, that Mike Pence, that's right, I said it, I don't know if I want to talk about uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security almost resigning because the president yelled at her because, oh, guess what, America, Uh, border crossings are up, they had been rapidly declining for the last Five years, but they're up now under Trump. Uh, and he, uh, he, of course, got very mad at her and berated her. That's a breaking news story, so I probably won't start there. Why don't I start with torture? And if you want to get involved in this conversation about torture, America, 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. I am live, and I am taking your calls tonight. So Gina Haspel. She is awaiting confirmation to be the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, if you will. So Gina has an interesting career. She is a career woman, has been with the CIA her entire life, and she was a station chief where a black op site was located. Uh, and a, a, a dark site, I should say. I, I mean, I'm saying it wrong, Mike. I don't know. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to choose my words carefully. Needless to say, she was there during the days of the Bush administration where we thought it was okay to torture people. Now, this is my question for you, America. Is torture morally wrong? Period. Not is torture morally wrong when? Is torture morally wrong if? No. Generally speaking, is torture morally wrong? I happen to think it is. I happen to think that torturing people is just, we're Americans. We're not, you know, we're not Russians, okay? We are not the former Soviet Union. We are not the Viet Cong. We are not Nazis, you got something to say, Mike. Turn your mic on. <laughs> I did. Now, these, these headphones work. I can there hear when they go, go off. <laughs> so, like you said, yes, it's morally, morally wrong. It's always morally wrong to hurt somebody, you know, anybody else ever, you know? Right. Until you come in with the ifs and the whens and yeah, the... You see, that's... That's the gray line that, you know... Goes, yeah, but to see, if you ever cross that line, you're going into banana republic territory, in my opinion. I mean, you know, I, I think that we're a nation of laws, and actually, 80 years ago, this country passed a law outlawing torture. We decided as a nation 
that torture was wrong. During the Bush administration, and by the way, I don't think it was just during the Bush administration. I think the CIA has been torturing people all along. But during the Bush administration, they started writing memos justifying things like waterboarding, saying it's not tortured. Now, I don't know, Mike, have you ever been waterboarded before? I have not. I have. I have done a test waterboarding for about 30 seconds. How'd that go for you? Not too good. <laughs> Doesn't look too pleasant. No, like, it's I've not fun. It. It, it is absolutely not fun. Yeah. Now, you're not going to die. But, you, uh, you, but you feel like you're drowning, right? You That's feel like you're drowning. It is, a, it is horrible. Horrible. And I, you know, I knew who I was with. I was in a safe space. And it still sucked. Okay? It was horrible. So the Bush administration started just finding justification for torture, I guess because they were watching 24 on Fox, which was a great show. I enjoyed Kiefer Sutherland, uh, the comedian woman that was his friend. You know, I, I enjoyed it. The, the various presidents and the all, you know, how the, the president's sneaking out. to, to, to the, vice, the vice president was always in on it. Yeah, like it's just the whole thing. I, great I, show. I great enjoyed show. it. The guy from Allstate played the president. He was fantastic. fantastic exactly. Right. It was, it was a good show. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the show. And, and, and Kiefer Sullivan, you know, he would t- torture people with, like by ripping the cord out of a lamp and then making it to electric. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was all sorts of torture going on in that show. So maybe George Bush, W. Bush, uh, uh, and, and Dick Cheney were big fans of that show. And they said, hey, uh, you know, uh, White House counsel, please find me a reason to say that this is okay. So I could do this. And right after 9 11, and um, obviously people were freaked out by 9 11 in the government. I worked in the government. During that time, I worked in the United States Senate. It was a, a, a freaky time. And uh, we were doing all sorts of things to try to win this war on terror, which is, you know, kind of hard to wage war on a tactic, right? It's a tactic. We may have wiped out everybody who put this attack on us by this time, uh, but you can't really wage a war on a tactic or an ideology, by the way, if you, uh, if you think radical Islam is the problem, you can't wage war on a, a radical ideology. So Gina Haspel worked in the CIA at the time. She supervised a, a, a dark site, a black site, uh, where torture was occurring. And there are strong, um, I guess, rumors that she helped destroy documents that showed that that torture was going on at that site uh, when Congress started looking for it, when, when we started coming to our senses in 2006 in this country. So now she's been nominated to be the director of the CIA, a very important job. And she's working for Donald Trump. You know, you know that guy, right? Donald Trump, president of the United States. Donald Trump believes in torture. America. He, he said this on the campaign trail. He said waterboarding is not torture and he would do much worse, much more than waterboarding. And, I, and I'm sorry, go find somebody to waterboard you if you don't think waterboarding is torture. Waterboarding is torture. You will not last five seconds, okay, before you realize that it's torture. I'm sure, you know, our president has never been waterboarded in his life, never even tried to figure out what was going on. It's, it's, it's despicable. So she is now the nominee for this position, and I am torn on her. Well, let me tell you why I'm torn on her. First of all, uh, the fact that she doesn't dispute the morality of torture, 
for me, is disqualifying under most circumstances. Why do I say under most circumstances and not now? Well, here's the thing, America. Elections have consequences, and we elected a president who believes in torture. And but for her views on torture, I would probably have no problem with her as CIA director. She's a career CIA operative. She's worked her way through the ranks. It's the kind of person you want running the agency. And whoever the president puts in that spot is going to agree with his views on torture. And we can't have a CIA without a director. So I'm torn. I don't want her there. I don't want anybody who believes in torture there. I don't want a president who believes in torture. I don't believe in torture. John McCain, a man who I don't always agree with, but who I respect, probably I respect more than most members of Congress on either side of the aisle, has said she is disqualified because of her views on torture. He will not vote for her, assuming he's able to vote. He has been very sick, and he's been in Arizona most of the year. But I'm going to play for you this exchange she had uh, with Senator Kamala Harris yesterday at her confirmation hearing, and and then we'll talk about that a little bit. Play number one for me. Do you believe that the previous interrogation techniques were immoral? Senator, I believe that CIA officers to whom you referred... It's a yes or no answer. Do you believe the previous interrogation techniques were immoral. I'm not asking, do you believe they were legal? I'm asking, do you believe they were immoral? Senator, I believe that CIA did extraordinary work to prevent another attack on this country given the legal tools that we were authorized to use. Please answer yes or no. Do you believe in hindsight that those techniques were immoral? Senator, what I believe sitting here today is that I support the higher moral standard we have decided to hold ourselves to. Can you please answer the question? Senator, I I think I've answered the question. No, you've not. Do you believe the previous techniques, now armed with hindsight, do you believe they were immoral? Yes or no? Senator, I believe that we should hold ourselves to the moral standard outlined in the Army Field Manual. The president has asserted that torture works. Do you agree with that statement? Senator, I, I, I don't believe that torture works. I believe uh, that in the CIA's program, and, and I'm not attributing this to enhanced interrogation techniques, I believe, as many people, directors who have sat in this chair before me, that valuable information was obtained from senior al-Qaeda operatives that allowed us to defend this country and prevent another attack. Is that a yes? No, it's not a yes. So... She doesn't say that torture works, and then she goes on to say that torture worked. She will not say it is morally wrong. She says that she will, um, I guess, abide by the new higher moral standard we have set for ourselves as a nation, which we did shortly after um, Bush left office when Obama was president. America, I look, she believes in torture. If the president orders her to torture somebody, she will absolutely torture them. I no doubt, no doubt in my mind that that's what will happen here. Um, we're America. We are not 
the Soviet Union. We are not the Chinese. We are not some Central American dictatorship where we pick people up off the street and torture them. I don't believe torture works. I believe people, when you're torturing them, will say anything you want them to say to get you to stop torturing them. And we have a president who's never served in the military, a president who has said that uh, the, uh, the uh, sexual revolution in the 1970s and 80s in New York City was his own personal Vietnam. He is quoted at saying that on the, the air. But who believes that torture works? Why not? I mean, he's seen every episode of 24. Uh, he's probably seen other movies where people are tortured and give up information. That's where the president gets his information from, America. What do we care? We torture those people. That's what he's thinking. It is very difficult for us to have any sort of moral leadership in this world when we are out there condoning torture and the confirmation of Haskell to the CIA does just that. It, act, it says to the world, America will torture, so it's okay if you torture. Now, if I was a U.S. serviceman serving abroad right now in a hostile area, let's say the Middle East, let's say Afghanistan, let's say Syria, what's going to stop them from torturing us? How could we say they shouldn't torture us when we have a president that says torture's okay? Do you think it's okay, America? Do you think that torture is a weapon that we should use, something we should have in our arsenal to deploy against our enemies, to gather information? Do you think it's effective? 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. I am live on a Thursday night. 631-451-1039 is my number. I got a little later on, I got Janet Johnson joining me. Uh, you know Janet, she's been on the show many, many times. She is uh, of Headline News, HLN. They don't call it Headline News anymore. She is a good progressive from the state of Florida, a good swing state. We'll be talking a little bit later on. I'll be taking your calls all night at 631-451-1039. I will be on the Fox News channel tomorrow night at 10 and Saturday night at 9 in those hours, sometime in those hours for about seven minutes. Don't blink, you'll miss me. Seven minutes. I'll be on with my pal, Janine Pirro. She'll be in Israel on uh, Saturday, but I will be here in New York doing my thing. And I'll also be on uh, the Ingram Angle tomorrow night. So 631-451-1039. I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, uh, if you want to tweet at me. And 631-451-1039 is the number to talk about torture. You know, it all goes down to this macho nonsense that the president tries to project. This, oh, I'm such a tough guy thing he's got going on. This, like, you know, overweight, you know, pudgy, probably hasn't lifted anything heavier than a donut in 10 years. This macho, macho nonsense that is slopped up 
by his supporters. They just love it. They lap it up. So we're going to torture people now. We're going to put this woman in who, you know, if you listen to that clip, she makes every attempt to try to sound reasonable to those senators. But she stops short of saying it's immoral. She doesn't want to have to say she regrets ever being involved with it. She stops short of saying it's immoral. I don't know. Even if you think torture is effective, can you think it's both effective and immoral at the same time? I mean, it could be effective and immoral at the same time, America. Not everything that is immoral is ineffective. I don't think it's effective or, or moral. I think it's something that is horrible. I think it's something that should never, ever be used by the United States or anybody else for that matter. And if the United States wants to put that moral authority around the world, the United States has to start being moral. 631-451-1039. I'm going to go to John in Medford. John, you're on the air. Torture. Uh, yeah, but the torture saved a lot of people's lives. So they got a lot of information. No, no, it didn't. It didn't. Yes, it did. did. Have you ever been waterboarded, John? No, I didn't have it, but it's not really like the, as bad as everybody said. All right, so John, this is what I want you to do. John, this is what I want you to do. at the time that she John, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. I got to like put this guy on hold to talk to him because he just wants to talk over. He wants the filibuster. It's the Chris Hahn show, not the John from Medford show. All right? So, John, I'm going to give you a little, little statement here, and then I'm going to ask you to answer it. John, what I want you to do is look up how to waterboard and then have somebody waterboard you tonight. Be very careful when you do it. Hold on a minute, John. You think you could do that for me, John? What? You think you could do that for me? Go on Google tonight, find out how to waterboard yourself, and have somebody waterboard you in your I, bathtub. I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, don't, I know it's very unpleasant. It is very it's unpleasant, very, John. It, You'll feel like you're effective. about to die. It's very effective. It's very effective. John. And if it's going to save people's lives... I don't care. John, do John, totally no, less of a, no less of an authority than John McCain has been very clear that it is both immoral and ineffective. Okay. And I am no, I am no, you know, major supporter of John McCain, but John McCain has been tortured in his lifetime. Okay. And I think that's somebody we should probably take a lead for on this. What do you think, John? Off is too long. He's always a controversy. I'll give it a break. All right, John, 631-451-1039 is my number. It's not effective. Nobody can show us real information that has been gathered through torture. What you get from torture is whatever you want them to say so that you will stop. That's what happens here. I don't hear, you know, I, you know it's, it's a... It's like a nonsensical macho. It's just, it goes to this whole gun culture. You know, we're so tough. We can do anything we want. Nonsense. If we want to claim the moral high ground and project our values around the world, our values must be better. We can't go out there and torture people 
and then go talk about human rights in other countries around the world. Now, I know this president doesn't want to talk about human rights around the world anymore. That's not something this guy wants to do anymore. No, this president says, I'm not going to preach to other countries how to run their country. This is a president who last night said that Kim Jong-il, Un, uh, treated these hostages nicely that were just released. Now, I'm happy they got released. God bless you, Mr. President. I'll give you a thumbs up for getting it done. But I doubt he treated them nicely. He kept them hostage for, for one of them for over three years. All right, 631-451-1039 is my number. I'll go to the phones again on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Chris Hodge Show. I'll be right back. On Show. All right, I'm back. I'm live. I'm taking your calls at 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of tonight's national conversation. 631-451-1039. Talking torture. I'm going to go right to the phones. Lisa called in right before the break. Lisa, how you doing? You're on the air. Hi, Lisa. How you doing? Okay. All right. So what's your point here? What's your point on torture? Well, there are all of, uh, types of torture, but yes, I believe in torture. Okay, tell me. Somebody would uh, rape my little daughter or something like that. Right. Torture is okay, but but let me let me give you this point. Okay, I hear that. I I feel the same way. If somebody did something to my family, uh, hold on, hold on. uh, Let me let me me just address it, and then we'll 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 get into a conversation. I feel the same way. If somebody did something bad to my family, I would want to torture them and, and worse. But I am not the state. Right? I am just an individual. You're not the state. I'm not the state. I would then be subject to the state's punishment for those actions. So would you? Oh, yes, because we have to get down to the federal government. But, 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 we, but Lisa. We aren't the people anymore. But Lisa, do we think it's right for the state? Now, the state's not supposed to act in a fit of passion like we people might do. The state's supposed to rise above that passion and act logically under a you know, with a sense of moral responsibility to the public and to the rest of the world. So it's different for the state to torture than for you to say, oh, my God, you killed my kid. I'm going to kill you and rip your heart out. Right? Well, back in the old days, that's what they would probably do. Okay, but we're not back in the old days. We don't live. Know, because it's government. We don't it's live government. in the Wild West unless you watch HBO on Sunday nights, which I do, and you watch Westworld. But it's it's a, we we, we live in the present, right? We, we've learned through the years that torture, you, people will say whatever they need to say to get you to stop torturing them. So that evidence is not even reliable. It wouldn't even be admissible in court. If you tortured no, somebody and I got... Mean, you say, okay, I did that. Fine, if that's what you want to hear. You know? Even right. Even they didn't do it. Well, Lisa... I understand I'm, that point. But the state... Should the state... It's not about what I would do or what you would do. It's what the state, acting with a cooler head, should do. That's the, that's the problem here. Right. I get it. And that's the thing. It's very easy for us to say, oh, if somebody was trying to hurt me, I would do whatever it takes to not to not let them hurt. Them. But we're not the not state me personally, but my, my, my people around. Right. Not people, even my family right. 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 But know. we're I mean, not the, a lot of people in this world. We're yeah. not the state, Lisa. That's my point. Six, three, one, four, five, one, one, oh, three, nine. We're not the state. 
I am not the state. If somebody was trying to, look, if somebody hurt my kid, I would hurt them. And then the state would punish me based on the rules of law. But I am not the state. This is why I don't believe in capital punishment. And this is why I don't believe in torture. I'm not the state. The state is not supposed to act in a fit of rage and passion. That's what happens in dictatorial countries. The dictator is the state. And the dictator's passion becomes the actions of the state. This is what separates us from them. We live in a democratic republic where we have elected officials who are not supposed to act in fits of rage and take their actions out on their enemies, whether they be foreign or domestic. We live under the rule of law here. And I don't think we would let the... uh, NYPD torture somebody to find out where the next drug deal is going down. I don't think that would be admissible in court. In fact, I know it wouldn't be admissible in court. So why do we think it's okay for the CIA to take somebody off a battlefield, bring them to a location in a foreign country and torture them? This is the, this is the, the logic the Bush administration came up with that Gina Haspel helped, in, helped uh, do by, by running that black op site. So this is what they would do. They would take somebody off the battlefield, let's say in Iraq or Afghanistan. They would fly them to a former, to a, uh, to a prison that used to be part of the former Soviet Union in Eastern Europe, where the laws on torture aren't as clear as they are here. Then they would torture them there Without due process, by the way. I suppose you can never have due process and torture in the same sentence, right? But they would torture them. 631-451-1039 is the number if you want to get in on the national conversation. 631-451-1039. I think we've got to rise above it. I think we've got to be above it. And I think this country has said time and time again that it is above it. We came up with these rules after World War II. No torture in this country. We came up with these rules after World War II. (laughs) John from Medford's back, and he wants to remind me of the Geneva Convention. Let me remind him of the Geneva Convention without picking him up because I've already talked to John from it for tonight, Mike. And John, I love you. I appreciate your call. I appreciate your contribution to the croissant show. But the Geneva Convention doesn't allow torture. So sorry, I'm not putting you, I'm not picking you up, my man. Sorry. I know that I'm hurting for callers tonight because my lead-in wasn't so good tonight. I guess they they decided to take the night off. (laughs) You know? I always do better when they're live, you know, and I could come in and really plug it, even though the rerun had me plugging it, but I don't know. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation. It is, look, we have to be above torture. We have to be above it. 
We have to be better than other countries in the world, not go down to their level. We don't want to go down to that level. We got to rise above it. We're Americans. Like, does that not mean the same thing today as it did, you know, three years ago? That America wants to lead the world and institute democratic policies around the world and bring law and order to the world, not rule by fist. I've got you. I could do whatever I want to you when you're in my custody and helpless like you do in a third world country. You want to get arrested somewhere in Nicaragua and see how they treat you? You want to get arrested in uh, Malaysia and see how they, they treat you? Or some other banana republic somewhere? See how much rights they give you? Rights to counsel and trial? Are they going to put you in a cell that, that, or, and, and let you rot away until you give up whatever it is you want them to give up? They want you to give up? This is the thing, America. We see this going on around the world. You hear the stories of this. You are repulsed, repulsed by it. But then when we do it, you're okay with it. We have to be better than it. We have to be above it. I'm getting those kind of calls where they just call and want to yell at you, huh? Yeah, it's just John. What? Oh, John just wants to keep. John, what about Mexico? John, what you about get, Mexico? You, you get Mexico. You get one. You get one shot. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know. You think, you think I have save it to the end. I think I have a a bumper like that. You know, I think I got a bumper. The Eminem song, one shot. <laughs> he's a good guy. We like John. I don't agree with John, but he's a, he's a loyal fan and listener, and he calls in a lot. He could tweet at me at Christopher Hahn on Twitter if he wants to uh, if he wants to get part of this uh, conversation. If he, he tweets at me during the break, I might read his tweet. But I want to be above it. America has to be above it. We have to be better then. So this brings us to the dilemma of Gina Haspel. Obviously qualified to lead the CIA, right? Years of service. I like that she's a woman in that role. But Gina Haspel would not say that torture was immoral. She, I think she didn't want to accuse her fellow CIA members of be doing something immoral or herself of doing something immoral. I think that's where we were with her. And I, I get it. I absolutely get it. But there's got to be a line, right? I mean, there's got to be a line. I don't think that the president's going to call uh, Rand Paul and get him to move on this one, 
Rand Paul was against torture. John McCain was against torture. Now, Joe Manchin said he would vote for her. We're hearing that Joe Donnelly might vote for her. So that evens it out. John Tester, who's also in a very tough race in Montana, Senator Tester of Montana, said he won't vote for her. And I'm not, again, America, I am not looking for a scalp. I don't, I, I have said this before and I will say it again. I've said it on national television many times. Elections have consequences and the president should be able to pick his cabinet. And unless the Senate has a severe objection to that person, they should approve that person. The objections have to be reasonable. I think objecting to somebody who believes that torture is morally just is a legitimate objection for somebody running the CIA. Especially when you have a president who has been on the campaign trail saying that he believes in torture over and over and over and over again. I don't, I don't think this is even a close call. I don't think this is even something that we have to debate over and over again. I believe it's a bright line. So while she's qualified, she fails the test. That's the toughness of this thing, right? She's qualified, but man, that should be a litmus test for anybody in that position, for lack of a better word. I hate that word. So overused in politics, but it is, it's a litmus test. Do you believe in torture or not? If the answer is yes, I believe in torture. Then the answer is no, you cannot run the CIA. No, you cannot run the defense department. No, you cannot run uh, any, you cannot run the justice department, any branch of government that may be in a position to hold people against their will. I got you. I could do whatever I want to you. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting, America. You should fear this country going down that path. It is, look, it's dark. It is a dark, dark place for this country to go. And I know it's been glorified in the movies and on television. I know Jack Bauer got away with it. I know that Jack Bauer saved the day by ripping the phone cord, ripping the uh, lamp out of the wall and making it into an electrode and shocking somebody till he told them what he wanted to do. He saved the day. Jack Bauer's not real. And the clock, when it's ticking, when you're torturing these guys... You're going to get an answer that's not going to bring you in the right direction, but that is going to waste our resources chasing our tail. You can't arrest somebody with that information. Why should we use it to fight terror or fight anybody else? You can't use it in a court of law. It's fruit from a poisonous tree, America. Look that doctrine up. So here we are. I got a president who believes in torture. I've got a CIA director nominee that believes in torture. I don't know. 
my money's on that she's going to get approved by the Senate. Because there are two Democrats that seem to be willing to vote for her, two Republicans willing to vote against her. That basically splits it. So she passes 5150 or 5149. God help us. God help our men and women serving overseas. Our men and women in the CIA serving overseas. Our men and women in uniform serving overseas. How are we going to say to our adversaries, our enemies around the world, you better not torture our guys when we have somebody in charge of the CIA who believes that torture is morally just. How do we do that? How do we do that? How do they go out there? If you're a parent who has a kid in the military or in any type of foreign service in this country or even working in a corporation overseas, how does that make you feel? Let's say your kid's working for Exxon somewhere in the Middle East or in Africa or in Central America or Eastern Europe or Turkey or some, you know, some part of the world where law and order just isn't where it's at. And frankly, right now, I don't know. I don't know where that is. Most of Europe and parts of Asia, Australia, Canada. Because if we believe in torture, well, we know the Russians believe in torture. We know that a lot of these third world dictators believe in torture. I would imagine most of these dictators in the Middle East think, believe in torture. Where is there a safe spot in the world to send somebody if the United States of America is not going to stand up against it? Where is safe? Oh, you're an executive for Coca-Cola? And you're picked up for some trumped-up charge? Get ready to confess. Get ready to confess and be ransomed by some third-world country because you're going to be tortured. How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel better about this country, better about our ability to project power around the world? I didn't want to spend this whole hour talking about torture, Mike. I didn't. I wanted to talk about the 25 other scandals going on. But I got off on a tangent. I think it's a great topic, honestly. I I do, too. I, I think it's one of those things that we don't know enough about, and we don't understand how much it's been used here. And what the potential for its use is here. You got to say, it's got it's to be used for a long time. You know, even after we said we don't use it, we definitely do use it. I, like, I don't believe anyone says they, uh, that we don't. You know, I, that's also my dilemma with Gina Askell. I do not believe she's the only person in the CIA to have used torture. I don't believe it was going on during the Obama administration. I think he was pretty clear on that. But he was doing some other things I didn't like, like bombing people with drones. There you go. Right? So there's always moral dilemmas in this country. But we've got to be able to say what's right and what's wrong. 
She said she wouldn't use torture, but she used torture and she wasn't willing to say that it was immoral. That's my big dilemma with this woman. I mean, is it honesty? I'm working this out with you on the air, America. I'm just trying to like come to grips with it. She's probably going to be the director of the CIA. And it should be a triumph. She's the first woman to ever do it. Career woman. It's not. It's a dilemma. It's a major dilemma for me. It's a moral dilemma. And it should be a moral dilemma for all Americans. And it should definitely be a moral dilemma for the members of the United States Senate who have to vote to confirm this woman. That should be the debate. The debate should be around torture. I don't even think we'd be having this conversation about her had we had any other president. Any other, any other Republican got elected the last term, we wouldn't be having this conversation because they all rejected torture except this guy. This guy does not reject torture. It's devastating. All right. I got Janet Johnson joining me the other side of the break. I'll take your calls a little later on again at 631-451-1039. You can also tweet me at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. I'm Chris Hahn. I'll be right back. The Chris Hahn Show. All right, I'm back. I'm live. I'll take your calls at 631-451-1039. At the bottom of the hour, you can also tweet me at Christopher Hahn on Twitter is my Twitter handle. At Christopher Hahn on Twitter. You catch me on TV tomorrow night and on Saturday night, uh, 10 o'clock and 9 o'clock, respectively. But joining me now, one of my favorite guests, my political soul sister, somebody who I agree with 99.9% of the time and I think uh, shares my mind on, on occasions. Janet Johnson, you see her on HLN, you see her on CNN, you hear her on The Chris Hahn Show. How you doing, Janet? Oh, um, you know, I'm well. I, I wake up in the night and I think we'll be halfway there in November. Is that like, do you count? Halfway there in January. But well, I guess he counted yeah. from. He'll be a lame duck, right? I mean, he's going to be a lame dunk at some point, right? Like at some point we're going to take over the Congress. Well, he's in, the, he's in a rally tonight where he's saying to the crowd, I could go after eight years. I could stay in office. The press won't won't mind because I'm great for their ratings. Imagine Obama saying to a oh group, my God. holding a rally, by the way, <laughs> in the middle of his presidency and saying to a group, what if I stay beyond eight years? That would be fine, wouldn't it? I, 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 I mean, they were saying up until the last month of his presidency, he was going to declare himself king. You remember that? Remember the Obama? You know how many times I debated the Obama going to be king in the media with some conservative fool over the last it, 10 years? It's just, I think hypocrisy is the GOP, like, sort of slogan. I yeah. mean, they don't even seem to be, like, 
defending these things. They're okay with being no. a party of hypocrites. Yeah, let him stay another eight years. Why not? I mean, the, I mean, the twenty fifth amendment doesn't apply to him. Only right. the Second Amendment matters. Even the First Amendment, he doesn't care about right. taking credentials away from people. What what I don't understand, I mean, this is kind of what's troubling me tonight. And someone on Twitter said, the thing about these terrible people is, you know, that you they make you actually feel bad for people that you used to think were terrible people. Right. So tonight's big kerfuffle is that this woman, Kelly Sadler, who is the special assistant to the president, right. apparently in a meeting said, when talking about McCain's objections to torture, that, you know, it doesn't really matter. He's going to be dead soon. Yeah. Can this I call is- her deplorable? Yeah, no, no, no. We're not I'm not ta- calling everybody deplorable. No, I'm calling that woman deplorable. No, she's no, a no, deplorable no, human deplorable. being. Yeah, no. And we can't talk about eye- eyeliner either. I mean, that's another thing. <laughs> if people who watched the White House Correspondence Dinner, there was right. one, there was no low blow in that. She did nothing. not. Yeah, he call, he did not. You know what it is? They were saying she said she burned fat. No, she said she burned yeah. facts. She has Which, a New York accent. No, she has a Wisconsin Wisconsin accent, I think. No. I don't I didn't think that was New York. Facts. Yeah, she says it in a very with a flat A. Yes. Facts. It wasn't fat. Maybe but, it's Maybelline, maybe it's lies. It it's lies. Funny, right. by the way. It, it was, was very really funny. funny. I, I did it a whole was, I did a half hour on it last week. I, you well, know. it was it was great. But if that's offensive, saying that McCain's going to die soon, yeah. so don't worry about his objections, yeah. that's okay? Why isn't that's CNN not- doing a half an hour on that right now? Oh, right? Well, where's the countdown clock for how long it's been since he had a press conference? Right. Where's that? Where Hillary Clinton was you know, on the clock all the time. Also, the timeline from MSNBC on when Hillary Clinton got pneumonia and, you know, right, why. Right. It's just, so what we found out this week is Corporations bribe the really the president. I mean, Michael Cohen was just acting as a conduit, right? Right. right. So that there, he's op- he takes bribes, and apparently Russia must have paid for the Stormy Daniels and you know the other porn star payoff. It seems that way, doesn't? It? I mean, the guy sets up this you know dummy corporation, and then decides he's going to put all this money into this dummy corporation. <laughs> I mean, he really is an idiot, right? I mean, Michael Cohen really is an idiot. Let's 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 get to the bottom of this. The president says, "I'm going to hire you the best people." Well, let's just America. He hired that guy who's an idiot, complete and total idiot. I mean, the fact that he still has a, a license to practice law is stunning. I think I I don't even understand that. But you know, <laughs> he won't for long. Not not well, in the state. I, that's what I think. That's right. what I think. But you know, a week ago. The doctor to the president revealed that he didn't write the letter saying that his health was you know, right. spectacular and that his office was actually burglarized, basically, <laughs> by the president's strongmen. I mean, the things that come out. The president the week, has goons. He has goons. Actual who are, goons. <laughs> who, are, who are trying to dig up dirt on the Obama administration because they brokered this actually very effective anti-nuclear proliferation treaty with Iran. I mean, where does it end? I don't know what to do. And now it's okay to hate a war hero who's dying of cancer. I mean, that's uh, like I said to you during the break here. I think McCain is everything that Donald Trump's not, right? 
I mean, McCain literally was a war hero, literally yeah. was tortured, understands what torture is. The president yeah. who, you know, c- you know, claimed that the 70s was his personal Vietnam. Well, John McCain was actually in Vietnam in a in a in a tiger cage for five years being tortured. OK, so, you know, the president should never should never say an ill word about the guy. What? But instead, they're, you know, on Fox, you know, I'm sorry, but they're on, they're on TV making the fact that he was a war hero who was tortured a flaw. Right. That, that's, it's no longer an honorable thing. Right. But, you know, Kim Jong-un gets better praise from the president than John McCain. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, Kim Jong-un, he, he romps off to the airport to meet these people. Obama freed, you know, 10 people and didn't one time do this at right, two in the morning. Right, right. And you know, runs off to the airport, can't can't meet a casket, can't go to a right, funeral. Right. But he's running off to these guys and then in front of them calls their jailers wonderful. Right. They, they treated them, them I, I think he said nicely wonderful. or something. One, I, or, I think it was wonderful. Yeah. It was wonderful to them. By keeping yeah. them from their families for two or three years. You know, They were in labor camps. <laughs> I, 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 the fact that none of those people said, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, somebody's going to say, wait a minute, real soon. I, I guarantee you the press, give them a couple hours to get some food in their belly. And then, you know, one of them's going to be like, uh, hold on a minute. I was in a labor camp. Donald Trump's like, look at them. They came back in such great physical shape. They were working out the entire time they were there, breaking stones. You know, very tan. It's, yeah, they got a good tan. They got a full <laughs> diet of rice. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I, I mean, the meeting June 12th, I can't even imagine what he's going to negotiate. I mean, he's, you know, we're going to be in labor camps. If he thinks it's so great, the next thing is you and I are going to be sentenced to a labor camp. I, yeah. I, I don't put a- I'm ready for anything. Is there anything? So when you talk to your, I, I know this is your show and I'm questioning you, but when, you know, you're my <laughs> conduit to Trump voters. I live in the so, bubble. I, I'm, I'm the voice in the bubble. That's what I like to call myself sometimes. And you don't hear anyone say, yeah, some of this is problematic. I, I think there's some issues with some of this. There's no uh, one. I, I would say that 90% of the people who I talk to in the conservative universe, believe that there are problems here, <laughs> you know, okay. real, real well, problems. Encouraging. Right. Okay, the problem is, is that they make their living selling, uh, you know, selling soap sure. to people sure. who don't believe their problems and don't want to hear about the problems. Frankly, they're here. No, but evil I'm glad types. they acknowledge it. I mean, because, you know, I saw interviews with these people, you know, who during the Blankenship, you know, the primary in West Virginia saying, who literally one man said, Three of my cousins died in the mine disaster that he went to prison for, for right. killing these people. But I'm voting for him anyway. Wow. I mean, talk <laughs> about a disconnect, right? Complete I, like, disconnect. The, the man killed your family, yeah. but you that's the guy you're voting for in a primary. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are other Republicans. You could vote for other people who probably have murdered people, just not your relatives. I thought it was hilarious when uh, he was conceding and talking about how he bought, he paid for the bar stay. I've got to stay till at least midnight because if I get a DUI before midnight, I'm going back to jail. Did he say that? <laughs> he literally said that because his parole ended at midnight on primary night. Oh my god! What a what weird timing! How did he manage that? I don't like, know. I just don't. I I mean, it's amazing to me. First of all, it's amazing to me that that anybody is that uncharismatic. 
in this world and has <laughs> achieved any level of success at all, unless their parents maybe bought them a coal mine. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I would imagine it takes a lot of money to own a coal mine, you know? Uh, no, he's definitely rich. He yeah, definitely is rich. You know, yeah. and, and it was, it, his commercials were, uh, I mean, they were hilarious. They were hilarious. I thought they were Saturday Night Cocaine Mitch. Yeah. Now, Mitch McConnell's a lot of things, but on cocaine is definitely not one of them, right? What was He had an explanation, but I really couldn't stomach it. What was the explanation for that? I never uh, understood why. I I never heard an explanation for it. I don't even want to guess. I didn't either. No, I didn't want to hear it either. I know there was one. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, apparently when they poll these voters... And I see them interviewed on you know TV nonstop because we can't stop talking to Trump voters. Right, I mean, it's right. Just apparently endlessly fascinating. But when they ask them, you know, do you find it? You know, obviously he paid off Stormy Daniels. I think we're beyond the. I don't know her. Yes. I didn't pay well, her. Well, Julia, his lawyer admitted his new lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, admitted he paid her off. Right. So, but and so now we're transitioning into. All right, that's a private matter. That's okay. I mean, right. There isn't anything that these people would be troubled by. And you got Mike Pence this morning yeah, saying, time to end it. Yeah, it's, I, yeah. I got the mashup between him and Nixon. It's the exact same statement. Yeah. Yeah, well, Mike Pence is, I mean, the idea that you know he was lied to by Flynn, I mean, he's no better, right? I mean, I, you and I have a debate about yeah. somewhat about whether it would be a relief to have him as president or not. The only uh, thing that would be a relief, first of all, I, I, there's nothing Mike St- Pence stands for that I even agree with half the time, right? Right, uh, right. Most of the time, right? Most of the issues that he is he feels passionately about, I feel passionately about the other way, right? Particularly right. his stance on women, his stance on uh, on uh, homosexuality, his, his stance right. on people. You know, there's a lot of things about him I I just find despicable. Right. But the laws of gravity will apply to Mike Pence in a way right. that they appear not to apply to Donald Trump. I, I mean, Donald Trump does not work without Donald Trump, right? When when Blankenship tried to out Donald Trump, Donald Trump, it didn't work. When uh, what's his name down in Alabama tried to out Donald Roy Trump, Moore. Do- Roy Moore yeah. didn't work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It doesn't work. The guy in Pennsylvania who ran against the guy we all, Connor Lamb, you know, it doesn't work without Trump. For some reason, Trump gets away with things. I think I think it's the celebrity factor. I think it's the fact I, that he I, he was a celebrity yes, for so I, many I, years. I guess I never really got why he was a celebrity to begin with. I mean, I always sort of thought we were laughing at him, not with right. him. So I didn't get that. But I guess that's this idea. So if Oprah could run, if one of those sort of, you know, celebrity people could run, then we could have our own person who's above, right. you know, the law. But yeah. I don't really want to be, I mean, this is this comes to the thing that I feel like what we have to talk about, this is the Schneiderman thing. I don't want to be like they are. Right, I, I don't want to be like they either. And we got to go, we got to talk right. about Schneiderman, right? Schneiderman, yeah. uh, the scandal gets announced, uh, the, 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 the article gets written uh, and is released at about 6 o'clock. By 9.30, he had resigned, yeah. right? Because that's what happens when Democrats are faced with these kinds of allegations. They resign because right. other Democrats say, you need to resign. Governor Cuomo called for him to resign an hour and a half after he read that story. An right. hour and a oh, half. The, 
story was. I mean, you know, first of all, I wish Ronan Farrow would would write a story about Eric Greitens or about Donald Trump. I mean, right. Ronan Farrow has the ability to really, you know, get down to the deplorable nature of of these men. And sorry, but they're yeah. they, they seem to all be men. I mean, that that article, and I was on Twitter, sort of look, this guy's got to go. And a lot of liberals were arguing with me, why should he have to go when Donald Trump's in office? I'm like, right. Donald Trump should go, but if yeah. you read the article and then tell me if you think this guy should be in a position of trust. Well, here it's the same thing I say about, you know, I was talking about torture for the last hour, and I don't want to get into torture with you because I know you agree with me. And, and <laughs> I don't I, like torture. I, I, I don't like bad. torture, right? And, oh, <laughs> other people torture. Well, we've got to be better than other people. Right? right. I mean, the Democrats, right. if you want to claim moral authority over this guy, you got to kick people out who are sexually harassing. It's just no, you can't have right. Eric. You can't have Eric Schneider beating up women and strangling them and then say, oh, you know, Donald Trump is bad to women. No, I mean, and really, I have to say that article, it's probably the equivalent of what Greitens was was accused of. I mean, it's it's worse than really anything we've heard about Trump. You know, oh, the, much worse, much worse. I mean, it's bad stuff. And, uh, you know, again, it's dark. It's, that, it's he, dark. Yeah. I mean, he's he's sick. He needs help. I mean, that that was what came out of that article. If any of it is true, and it, there, it came across that it was well-sourced, I, there's no sense that that, yes, the timing is, is you know, fortuitous, I guess, for Trump, but I, I don't think it's going to make all of his problems go away. Mueller is not related to the Schneiderman investigation. Right. Yes, it's a backup plan, I guess, if there's pardons. But New York's not going to you know, have a, an attorney general who's going to not be sympathetic. I've been saying that Preet Baraha should be the attorney general of the state of New York. A lot of people are saying that. I mean, I'd like that the interim is a woman. It's the first woman attorney general for New York, which seems really crazy. Well, she's, like, just, the acting, that... she's just the acting attorney general. The, well, she the... is, but there's a sense that she may stay on and that right. Bahara actually has said that she should stay on. Right. And I mean, you know, like, here's the, like, just a little feminist. Like, I know you're a feminist, but I am. You know, everyone kind of keeps going back to the same, like, two or three men because these are the guys that are out there. It's like that Richard Painter thing. Yeah, he's great. I like that he hates Trump. Uh, you know, he became a Democrat, like, two weeks ago. But there's a woman incumbent, you know, who's a, a senator now, you know, Tina Smith. Why are we all of a sudden... Here's a guy I see on TV all the time. He's right. got to be the person. Right. Why don't we let the woman, you know, have a shot at it? I hear you. <laughs> I'm for it. You're right. Yeah. I mean, not any woman, not Sarah Palin. Look, or, this you know, woman I mean, that's the, running the, the AG's office in New York State has, you know, a career in, in the AG's office. And she's, you know, right. she's not just somebody they, they found. So right, she's, emin- she's eminently yeah. qualified to be yeah. the attorney general yeah. for the next nine months because there's an election in November. So, right. you know, we're going to elect a new attorney general. And it's fortuitous that this happened before the Democrats nominated him to be their candidate this year. Yeah. So well, now there'll be a, the there'll probably be a 20 way primary for this. And, right. and, you know, I, I'm excited to see who comes out of it. And there'll be oh, a I'm lot sure of good- Cynthia Nixon, although she's not a lawyer, is going to probably put her name in. I mean, well, she played a lawyer on Sex in the City. Right, right. So I wonder if that I, qualifies I, you in New York. It might. Right. I got to check the law. It might qualify. <laughs> Cynthia Miranda was a lawyer. Let's not forget that's that. True. <laughs> that's, that's right. So yeah. for 12 yeah. years, she was one of the top lawyers on television. <laughs> exactly. Oh. No, I mean, she, she probably will throw her hat in that, that race too. But yeah, I mean, I just feel like 
Preepahar is great, and I, I wish great things for him. And, you know, Schneiderman, gosh, he probably was going to run for president in 2020. I mean, he was a rising star. He was going to definitely run for governor in 2022. He's definitely going to run for governor. <laughs> so. But, I mean, you know, let's let some women have a chance. You know, again, when I said this, you know, on Twitter, people are like, well, any woman? I mean, there's plenty of, you know, terrible women. I'm like, obviously not a terrible woman. I mean, just assuming Look, that it's Janet, I'm with you. I think that we should have a moratorium on men. Yeah, and, you know, right. although I am, I am supporting John Hickenlooper for president. That's just a, you're still on that. I'm you know, on the Hickenlooper I, bandwagon. I think it's a great name. I know you love his name. I have to say, if we're talking about like sort of you know marginal white men for president, uh, Eric Garcetti is on my radar. I don't even know who that is. He's the mayor of L.A., Gil Garcetti's son, who was the um, DA in the O.J. trial. Ah. Really interesting. He's definitely worth a look. And he's, he's already campaigning, he's, right? I, 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 now I know who he, he is. Was Obama and yeah. the, 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 he was with Obama. Yeah. He was in Iowa last week. <laughs> yeah, and he's, you know, he's everything. He is. Oh, by the way, I'm against Iowa having any role in the early primaries. A hundred percent against it. Like, I, well, I think Iowa and New Hampshire need to go to the back of the line at this point. They'll never give that up. Uh, you know what? It shouldn't be up to them. I think that we, as I think a, the party should take a vote and we should be done with it because New York and California and Florida and Illinois matter more than Iowa and New Hampshire. And it's time yeah, for them. Although we're not allowed to vote anymore. Apparently, if we vote, it's really just Nancy Pelosi, you know, making things happen. Right, right. You know, if one more person tells me that the party's just anointing everybody, <laughs> I'm just not going to bother going to the polls anymore. Yeah. Because apparently no, but we can have our, caucuses where nobody shows up, and that right, matters well, more, right? Right. Ten rich white people who, you know, teach at Grinnell. Right, show up. right. And a couple <laughs> college kids who were worried about their student loans, and some old man told them that he'd forgive them. Remember those people. Remember yeah. those people in the caucuses that when it was on C-SPAN? I think you and I talked about this. These like twenty-year-old kids who were, you know, pushing for Bernie. You won't have to pay your tuition right. next year. <laughs> no, no, Bernie. He's going to do away with your debt. It yeah. just felt like, no, shut up. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Exactly. We don't live in Fantasy Island. He is not. Uh, what's the guy? Uh, Fernando. No, tattoo oh. is the other. Fernando Monteblan. Oh, <laughs> right. Ricardo Monteblan. Ricardo. But to go speaking with. So to go well, wait, 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 wait. I only got 30 seconds left with you. Oh, you got to no. tell me where you're going to be. Janet, first of all, this is what happens Please. when Janet and I start talking. Please. It's just like a conversation <laughs> on the radio. I don't know if this is good for ratings or bad for ratings. They'll tell me at some point. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's giving me the thumbs up. My producer's giving me the thumbs up. But okay. 10 seconds, where are you going to be? Where can people find you? I will be on HLN Sunday morning, uh, Mother's Day. Yeah. Sitting around having brunch, so you can find me there. And in court and throwing a fundraiser for Bill Nelson, June 1st. So if you're in Florida, we have to reelect Bill Nelson to the uh, United States Senate. He's a real hero, and they should reelect him down there. Let's hope that happens. Janet Johnson, I love you. Thanks for calling in. We'll love catch up you. with you real soon. Taking yes. your calls on the other side of the break, 631-451-1039. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show. I'll be right back. Ignore everything else you heard today and listen up. The Chris Hahn Show is on the air. All right, I'm back. 
I'm still live. I'm still taking your calls at 631-451-1039. Live on a Thursday night, 631-451-1039 if you want to get in on the national conversation. All right, I got to talk about Russia for the rest of the show. Got to talk about it. Got to talk about the Mueller investigation. Got to talk about the president. Got to talk about Michael Cohen. I mean, like I said, guys, how stupid could this guy have been, right? Uh, We're learning this week that uh, the president's lawyer took uh, over $500,000 from a Russian oligarch, not like before the election, during the Russia investigation in, in 2017, when we were deep in the heart of this thing, that money may have been used to reimburse him for some of the Stormy Daniels things. Uh, he also had um, he also had multiple, multiple clients who were paying him lots of money, including AT&T and uh, some pharmaceutical companies, an airline from, from South Korea. There was a lot, of, a lot going on with this Michael Cohen account. I am concerned mostly about the money from the foreign country that uh, tried to infiltrate our election being taken by the president's, quote, fixer last year while Mueller's investigation was going on. Now, this should make us say, really, we got to get to the bottom of this, right? But Mike Pence, the great Mike Pence, he goes on national television today and says that the investigation, we've had this investigation going on for about a year. It's time to wrap it up. Really reminded me of Nixon, Mike. Did it remind you of Nixon? At points, yeah. It's, you know, it's, uh, I, I mean, it was eerily, eerily Nixonian. So we put together this little uh, snippet of Mike Pence and Nixon <laughs> saying about the same thing at about the same time in their respective investigations. Play it for me, Mike. Uh, it's been uh, about a year since this investigation began. One year of Watergate is enough. Our administration has been fully cooperating. I have provided to the special prosecutor voluntarily a great deal of material. Our administration has provided over a million documents. I believe that I have provided all the material that he needs to conclude his investigations. In the interest of the country, I think it's time to wrap it up. I believe the time has come. I would very respectfully encourage that investigation and bring their work to an end. Huh. I think he literally watched the speech and just took word for word and just like, you know, remembered it. And I, just, I, I just, just clicked I, back in the back of his head and just had to say the same thing. Yeah, it didn't work out too well for, I mean, maybe <laughs> is he trying to, to, to become president? Because it didn't work out too well for Nixon, <laughs> right? Well, history does tend to repeat itself, it, so there you go. This is, it, this is, look, can I tell you something? This appears to be a lot worse than Watergate to me. The yeah, president Watergate was like, Minuscule compared to anything that goes on now, is it's minuscule to you know? Uh, I mean, Watergate, they broke in to the DNC, stole a couple papers, whatever. The president covered it up. These guys broke into the DNC, too. Let's not forget, this started with the Russians hacking the DNC servers, they took far more information than any you know photocopy machine could have produced in 1970. Oh, yeah. Right? Or 68, whatever it happened, 1970. So this is far worse. And in addition to that, it is very clear that somebody was laundering money for somebody. 
in this whole situation. And was the president laundering money for the Russians? I don't know what was going on here. What's the Deutsche Bank connection? Why now that Michael Cohen has been, you know, is, is, is well within the crosshairs and documents have been seized, it, it appears there's been more urgency right now by the president and his supporters to bring this investigation to an end. I fear a Saturday night massacre is coming. There's a, definitely going to be a conflict coming, right? Rudy Giuliani is saying that the president can't be subpoenaed. He is absolutely wrong. Ah, Rudy. He's absolutely wrong. Nixon was subpoenaed. Clinton was subpoenaed. Thomas Jefferson was subpoenaed. The Supreme Court has always said the president can be subpoenaed. This president absolutely can and will be subpoenaed. The question is, will he show up when he is subpoenaed? What will happen then? Constitutional crisis, I think. President doesn't, you know, I worry about a Saturday Night Massacre, but I also think that the president doesn't have the courage or the guts or the gumption to fire Mueller. Now, he might try to fire Rosenberg, Rosenstein, uh, but uh, America now knows Rod Rosenstein. We know who he is. We know his job, and it'll be just as bad. I don't think Congress has the guts to stand up to this president right now, but the primaries are going to be over in a couple of weeks. Primaries will be over in a couple of weeks. And then these guys sitting in the House of Representatives who no longer are facing a challenge from the right will be facing challenges from the left, and they'll have to move to the center. And if this stuff keeps up, This president's got big, big problems, America. Big problems. And by the way, I'll talk about it on Fox News tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. And Saturday night at 9 o'clock. And you can always tweet me, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. That's my Twitter handle, at Christopher Hahn. Um, I want to hear from you, though. 631-451-1039. I got a little bit of time left in the show if you want to get in on the national conversation. Pick up your phone and give me a call at 631-451-1039. I mean, the vice president calling for an end of this investigation in almost the exact same words and cadence that Richard Nixon did shortly before the Watergate thing all blew up in his face is pretty eerie. It is pretty crazy. It should give you pause. I mean, I will tell you this. A lot of Republicans at that point in time were probably acting like Republicans are now. They were like, oh, enough with this stuff. We, uh, you know, the president didn't do anything. They, They hadn't quite given up on Nixon. And I think there are a lot of Republicans, more than you think, uh, probably way too many, who haven't given up on Donald Trump yet. But I think that day is coming. What do you think? 631-451-1039. Let me go to Alex in Hampton Bays. Alex, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. What's on your mind? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just listening to you. I mean, I don't understand how you can go against Donald Trump right now. How I can go against Donald uh, Trump right now? Look, I'm not talking about, look. Richard Nixon was having a very successful presidency at that point, too. He was doing some good things. There were things we liked. I liked the idea of having a conversation with North Korea. I liked that. 
But I also don't want to have a criminal in the White House, somebody who denigrates the office of the presidency, which this man what, does. What proof do you have, though? What I'm, proof? What okay, proof let me have? ask you this. Let me ask you this, Alex. Okay. Let's say Obama's campaign manager was indicted for conspiracy against the United States. Do you think that my friend Sean Hannity would take that as, uh, oh, come on, there's no proof? How about his? How about what? Wait. How about this one? How, against the United States. How about he was indicted for conspiracy against the United States? Look it up. This is the president's okay. campaign manager, Paul Manafort. Now let's that say Obama's way way before. My, my friend, my friend, my friend. This is the guy. This is the guy who got him. But well, but, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. The guy who wasn't fired, Mr. Gates, who was Paul Manafort's right hand man, was with the president. Up until January 15th, 2017, he was on the transition team. And then he left okay. to start a pro-Trump. Hold on. I'll, I'll to start a pro-Trump thing. You'll give me that. Uh, you, uh, oh, Manafort. Okay. So why, why, won't, why won't Mueller turn over uh, the, the papers to the judge? Why won't they, why won't they show him their, their, uh, their cause? Oh, I, I think why, they're why gonna. They I think they're gonna. To I think they're gonna show all these causes. There's an ongoing why investigation. They, why are they fighting it? Why are they fighting it? Prosecutors. What do they have to hide? Prosecutors always, always want to preserve their investigation until all the facts are in, until they are ready to bring their case all against the principles. All they're asking for is what, what cause they had to start the investigation, and they refused to give it. They've given over a million documents. That, that's a, that, that's not, that is not, that is not what they are, that is not what they are refusing to hand over in that case. That is what you're hearing from somebody on the wrong, wrong side of this. What they are refusing to give over on this case are classified documents that led to this. This is the problem. There's so much misinformation out there. The, uh, the special counsel has given over all of their evidence in this case that is relevant to the Manafort case. This is a, he's talking, he's confusing the Manafort situation with the Trump situation. They have not brought indictments against Trump, nor will they, by the way. I don't think they will indict Trump. They will bring a report and then it'll be up to Congress to indict Trump. And if it's not a slam dunk case, America, I will say this loud and clear. I do not believe that impeachment should even be on the table until it's a slam dunk case that the president broke the law open and shut. And I don't think we're at that point yet, but a lot of people around him, lots of people around him had lots of ties to Russia. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Every time you brush beneath the surface of anybody close to Trump, and please don't tell me that Michael Cohen was not close to Trump. Three weeks ago, the president on Air Force One was saying, ask Michael Cohen. The president was very close to Michael Cohen. You scratch beneath the surface of Michael Cohen, Russian ties. And not old Russian ties, America. He took $500,000 from a Russian oligarch a year ago, after Trump was president, and after there was a special counsel appointed to investigate Russia. 631-451-1039 is my number. I still got a few more minutes if you want to get on the national conversation, but let me tell you something. I am pretty much live every Thursday night until October. There might be a day or two here, you know, 4th of July week, Labor Day. I mean, maybe Memorial Day, Mike. I don't know. We'll figure something out. We got to take a couple days off. 
ride of the streak. You the problem is, is that this president's so crazy. There's always something to talk about. I mean, you know, Trump's right. Usually we do little, love him for that. There's a little lull usually in the summer. You know, yeah. the president goes on vacation. There is no vacation. He doesn't go on vacation. <laughs> he goes to Mar-a-Lago. It's not like he goes. You know, it's not like he's going to Hawaii and there's an eight-hour time difference. He's going to be in Mar-a-Lago. We have a station down there, West Palm Beach. So it's a, it's a, it is a, uh, it is a, uh, it is not. It never stops. And that's part of my problem. I mean, I was having a nervous breakdown a couple weeks ago about this. But I mean, think about all these people in Trump's orbit, orbit that have ties to the Russians. Now, let me just, you know, my friend Alex from uh, uh, Hampton Bay is, you know, how could you go against Trump? Uh, let me ask you this. Let's say everybody who is connected to Obama, um, you know, let's say David Axelrod, who was Obama's campaign strategist, Let's say we scratch beneath the surface and uh, it was some, uh, it was the Muslim Brotherhood he was connected to. He took $500,000 from the Muslim Brotherhood, you know, a month after Obama got, pre- became president, six months after Obama became president. How, you know, how would you react to that? Or Valerie Jarrett was selling influence in the White House. I mean, let's just, you know, we, Please don't tell me that you would just look the other way. If, if Obama's campaign chairman, who got him through the convention, America, was indicted for conspiracy against the United States of America, and the campaign chairman's right-hand man, who was basically the executive director of the campaign, Mr. Gates, who stayed on until January 15th, was also indicted for conspiracy against the United States. What about Mike Flynn? I mean, what if Obama's national security advisor had been to a dinner with Vladimir Putin and then wrote an article, an op-ed that appeared on election day, arguing against the United States' position in Turkey, and then he failed, you know, just forgot on his, uh, you know, disclosure forms, his, his clearance forms, to mention he was being paid by Turkey. I mean, how would you react to that? Ooh, what are you going to get Trump for? What are you going to get Trump? Now, Trump said he'd hire the best people. I'm going to hire the best people. Nobody wants, none of the best people want to work for Trump. Even the best Republicans don't want to vote for Trump. I don't see Condoleezza Rice running to work for that administration or any of the former Bush guys, even those that I disagreed with, who at least had experience in government. The only one you see is Bolton because he's a maniac. I don't see that. You don't see that. Why don't you see it? Because who wants to work for that guy? It's not going to last. It is coming to an end. This president has too many scandals too soon. This guy's calling back. Everybody wants to call back. It's not a debate. (laughs) It's not a debate. It's the Chris Hahn show, right? It's the Chris Hahn show. Alex, I appreciate your call. I really do. But I can't take you twice in an hour. I'm an idiot if I do that. It's, it's just, 
And then they call on second lines, Mike. They, what do they think? Uh, you're calling a different line? It's like, uh, I don't know. It's them. I mean, it's, it's, you know, that's why I have you here. I have a, I have a top-notch radio professional on the other side of the gra- glass making sure you can't call him with a fake voice and say you're Alex again. <laughs> so it is, a, it, is, it, is, it is beyond me how these people don't understand. I, I, I mean, I don't think they'd get, look... Uh, they wouldn't have given Obama this much benefit of the doubt. They would never have given Obama this benefit of the doubt. Ever. I mean, they never would have done it. Never would have happened. They are a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, it is beyond me. The double standard on the right for what's going on here. The incompetence of this president. The way he... I mean, he doesn't even vet his nominees for important jobs. I mean, we could go back to this whole situation with the Secretary of Veterans Affairs where he wanted to hire his doctor because he said nice things about him on television. President thinks he's auditioning people for roles in his administration, not finding qualified. It's not, a, it's not an audition, Mr. President. It's an interview. But, you know, the right wing, you know, the the angry white guy, they don't see it that way. Oh, Trump's one of us. He's a he's a D's and those guys. He's just a regular guy helping us out. Yeah, no, he helped out his billionaire friends. He gave you a you know, he gave you the scraps. Here you go. Here's your five dollars a year tax break. Good luck. Don't spend it all in one place. Oh, and by the way, it expires in five years. But, you know, his corporate pals got a huge tax break. Huge. Bigly. And it is not coming to you. Wages in this country have not risen under President Trump. They have been stubbornly flat, even in the face of massive corporate profits. And that includes... All the bonuses given out after the tax bill was paid. You look at wages right now in this country, they are as flat as a pancake. And this president wants to make it easier for corporations to discriminate, not to discriminate, but to to break up unions so that people can't even organize. How do you think that's going to impact wages? Even if you're not in a union, it's going to lower your wages. But I get these calls from these guys. Oh, well, how could you go against them? Everything's going great. Everything is not going great. I'll tip my hat to him on North Korea. Let's see what happens. He's meeting with them in June in Singapore. Let's see what happens. I, I enjoy that strategy. But let me also point this out. During Watergate, Nixon opened China. During Watergate. It was a massive success. A massive success in foreign affairs by Richard Nixon. While Watergate was going on. You know why? Because a president can always act on foreign policy. They have a hard time acting on domestic policy when there's stuff going on like this. And this president, he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot of things distracting the Congress. He's got a lot of arrows coming at him here at home. So he's got to go abroad to try to get things done because that's the only place he's going to get things done. And I hope he does. But that doesn't mean that the special counsel shouldn't do his thing too. All right. 
I want to thank you all for listening to me tonight. I want to thank Janet Johnson for coming on to look at her up at, at J Johnson Law on Twitter. And I want to remind you all to seek the truth. Question everything, question everyone, even me. Especially Donald Trump. Seek the truth, America. I know it's out there and I know you'll find it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. Wish our weekdays away, spend our weekends in bed We drink ourselves stupid, we work ourselves dead And all just because that's what mum and dad said we should do We should run through the forests, we should swim in the streams we should... The Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio This episode was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens And was edited by Joe Tex Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Brian Walters, the senior producer here, and on behalf of everybody who worked on this show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. Boom! Boom.